Key Episode 4 Casino Night The second season ended with Casino Night, which was both the most logistically complicated episode they'd shot up until that point and the most important in terms of advancing the Jim Pam narrative. At 28 minutes, it was also the first of many extended, supersized episodes NBC let them air, a sign of faith in a show that was now pulling in about 8 million viewers a night and retaining nearly all of the My Name is Earl audience. Greg Daniels and Steve Carell came up with the idea for an episode about a casino-themed party in the Dunder Mifflin warehouse on a flight from New York to Los Angeles after filming the Valentine's Day episode. When they got back, Daniels urged Carell to write it himself. Steve Carell. I said, I don't know if I can give it my full attention, and I don't want to do a half-baked job of it. But he is a very persuasive gentleman, and I walked out of the meeting, not only still writing the episode, but filled with all sorts of hope and excitement about the episode. Greg Daniels. He came in with a great draft. And can I say, looking back on it, it was such a great move to have him write it, but also I feel like, as a staff, we were too close to it. It was good to have somebody write it who hadn't been sitting in the writer's room. Steve Carell. I wasn't there for the rewrite sessions. I was off shooting. But the great part of it is that I didn't feel precious about the script. I felt like I had written what was a pretty decent half hour, but I knew it could be better, and I knew that all the writers would make it better. They're all so smart and good and funny that I didn't feel weird about letting it go and letting it evolve. Ken Quapis It was always a longer script, but I didn't really know what supersized meant. I don't think I'd ever heard that word applied to a TV episode. Greg Daniels it was our fans that got us the supersized thing. I mentioned in an article, and it ran in the Chicago Tribune, that we wanted to have a supersized episode. Jenny Tan. So me and two other bloggers decided to put a petition together to supersize it. We got like a thousand signatures and a little publicity for it, and they supersized it. I wonder what impact we really had, though. Rain Wilson. It was really clear in this episode that we could really use those extra six or seven minutes because moments can breathe and pauses can hang, and it really helped the episode. The longer-running time gave them time to stretch out the plot, which featured Michael trying to balance two dates, Jan and Carol, at the party, Kevin demonstrating surprising skill as a poker player, and Jim finally telling Pam how he feels about her. Ken Quapis. It was a challenging episode because it had a lot of straightforward dramatic scenes in it. It was also so complicated to shoot. Besides booze crews, it was the first time I had to work with extras. We also had to turn the warehouse into a casino. Michael Gallenberg. We pretty much dressed in different gambling stations in the warehouse with small drapery backings. We really didn't try to hide the warehouse. We really just embraced the space for what it was. Jenna Fisher. Usually when we sit in the background of a scene, we play on our computers and do a little work, but we actually played poker for two days. 
Carrie Bennett. Everybody needed to have these fancy outfits for that one, which was far outside of what I usually had to provide on that show. I had to think, what do these people wear outside the office? How is it appropriately dowdy or sort of dated a little bit? Jenna Fisher. We spent so much time on the clothing, like how much can each person be dressed up and why? Did they go home after work and get dressed? Did they bring it with them and change in the bathroom? The entire episode builds to a climax where Jim tells Pam that he loves her in the parking lot after Roy drives away. She rejects him. I can't. You have no idea what our friendship means to me. And he walks away in tears. She then goes up to the darkened office to call her mother, and he walks in and passionately kisses her right before the credits roll. Every single detail of the two scenes was obsessed over for weeks by the entire cast and crew, down to the blue dress that Pam wore. Carrie Bennett. Everything Pam wore always took such great consideration. And the night before we started shooting it, I did not have a dress for her. We had all sorts of things we had tried, and nothing was really landing. I think it was literally 7 p.m. the night before, which is unheard of. Normally, something that was that important would have been decided on and altered and photographed, but we just didn't have it. I remember having a little breakdown about it. I sent two shoppers out right before stores closed, and one of them came back with that blue dress. I think they got it at David's Bridal. We fit three or four things that next morning, but that one was just the one. She felt pretty in it. It fit great. We didn't even have to alter it. Jenna Fisher. The idea was that it had to be something that Pam already had in her closet. So something she was either going to wear in a friend's wedding or wore in a friend's wedding. Jason Kessler. On set, they had as few people as possible to make the Jim-Pam scenes feel as intimate as possible. Jenna Fisher. We shot this episode over two different weeks, so we spent two weeks prepping for this scene alone. I met with Greg and Ken by myself, and I met with John, and we had a lot of discussions about how this scene would go down. I don't think we've ever prepared for a scene as much as we did this one, because we wanted it to be perfect. Ken Quapis. The parking lot scene was tough to shoot from a stylistic point of view, because for the first time we decided as a director, producer, camera group that we couldn't be close to them. They wouldn't have had that exchange if they were aware that the cameras were on them. Our strategy was that the cameras sensed that something was going on. It's almost like being a wildlife photographer. You don't want to get too close. We had two cameras going, and they were both quite a distance from John and Jenna. And at night, on long lenses, there's always a danger you're going to not keep something in focus, which, frankly, given the style of the show, was absolutely appropriate. But that was a case where we were spying on them. It required a real stealth approach. Jenna Fisher. When we shot this, I was so excited that John was doing such a good job of acting that I just kept looking at him and thinking, oh my God, he's going to love this. He's going to flip out when he sees this. This is so good. The kiss in the office was perhaps the most scrutinized scene in the history of the show. Ken Quapis. 
Greg and I discussed the idea that since the party's going on in the warehouse, that the bullpen lights would be mostly out, so there's just a few desk lamps. And the logic behind the scene is that we know, based on the parking lot scene, that Pam is distressed. And the camera operator and the documentarian, me, we essentially follow her back up to the bullpen. So we bury ourselves in an adjoining room so we can see her as she makes a phone call to her mother. We don't know what she's about to do. But we just are interested in her because we know she's going through some emotional duress. What we're unprepared for is for Jim to enter. And so, when Jim enters, the camera operator is sort of like, oh shit, and sort of stands up straight and quickly zooms to get a better image size. But the idea was, in the little jittery movement, the camera operator signals to the viewer that we were not ready for this. Randall Einhorn That kiss is a perfect example of staying far enough away so that it could have felt like a real moment and giving the viewer a privileged moment that they would not normally see. Jenna Fisher. We rehearsed the blocking, but never rehearsed the kiss. Then Ken sent us back to our trailers with strict instructions that we were not to see each other until the scene began. We were separated for at least an hour while they set the camera up in a hidden location on set. Ken Quapis. We wanted to present it from a slightly oblique angle, so it doesn't feel like it's presented for the viewer. We wanted to catch it. Randall Einhorn. Ken and I were the only ones in the room with them, but Ken was in the human resources area where Toby sits. Ken Quapis. John and Jenna had their own ideas about how to approach this scene. They were nervous about it. My job was actually to make it seem like we were just doing another scene. I didn't want to make them nervous. I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. I was like, we're doing a scene, and then we're going to do another scene, and then we're going to do one after that. One of the things that they really wanted was to clear the whole set so they'd feel comfortable. They wanted the space to be their own. Greg Daniels. Ken shot this like it was a nude scene in a movie. There was no one around. Paul Lieberstein and I were hiding in the kitchen. We didn't want to make our presence known. Jenna Fisher. We literally cleared the set, and I sat in my trailer, and John was placed off camera down in that hallway. I was brought to set all by myself. The room was light like that, and I sat in the place, and the first time I saw John was when he walked in the room and kissed me. Ken Quapis. We knew that we wanted the camera at one angle. We didn't want to have coverage of this moment. When they kiss, the camera angle is slightly behind Jenna. You see John's face, but not hers. You don't see her reaction. That seemed like that was really important. And I feel like, in a way, not seeing her face makes it more powerful. It allows the audience to kind of fill in the gap, and it felt like a real event we were just lucky to capture. Larry Wilmore. It felt very satisfying. It also felt like we didn't know what was going to happen next, and we were fine with that since it might have been our finale. I remember having a feeling of, what's the next move in this? What do we do now? Luckily, we didn't have to worry about it until we came back the following year. It did seem like the right tone to end that season.